The Hump, Episode 17. You down with CBD? To the Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. All right, man. How are you doing this week? we got a special guest this week, Angie Reed. Folks can see her, and we're going to give her a proper introduction, but we're going to be talking a little CBD this week. But before we talk CBD and some Chiefs-related items and, and kind of her journey to help edumacate us on uh, yeah. the product. I need edumacating. I'm subject I'm not good with. Yeah, you know... What was it? THC. I know THC. Uh-huh. I don't know and CBD. And no, but no PP, PCP. No or PCP. O, or OPP. <laughs> no, that no, I, I don't think so. No. Maybe years ago. No. <laughs> maybe maybe years ago. Okay. Well, what are we uh, what are we drinking tonight? You tell me. This one's this is your barbecue. This is my barbecue. So one of the things I did last week was we went to Blue Springs. I've never been to Blue Springs in my life. Heard it. Was it all? It's rumored to be. I made it on Main Street. Becca saw a cute little shop on the corner, said, oh, that's cute. We're not going there. We're going to the brewery. That's what I instructed her. And then we went to East 40 Brewing Company. And this is called their Double Breakfast Porter. And you know how I'm a fan of multiple breakfasts. So on. Yeah. I don't think double breakfast means you eat two breakfasts. But I could have two of these, maybe. Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's tasty. Was it, it is any good. good. The rest of the stuff. Uh, the brewery's really good. The beer's really good. We were promised ski ball. Angie, you'll appreciate this. So I had beers with Amy Shishka mm-hmm. um, the other day, and she's a big ski ball aficionado. I did not know this about her until the other night, and we were talking ski she ball. Used to be pro or I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that you can go pro on ski ball, but I love ski ball too. It's so much fun. It is yeah. fun. They had a ski ball machine mm-hmm. at this place, but it was broken. They had one, and it's free. But only if operate, you That's know. That's the thing. It's free and people got a little too aggressive with it. Yeah. Apparently. There were kids just banging on it. So. <laughs> cool space. If the ski ball is working, it's most certainly worth the. It's a destination. Yeah. Would you head there for the free ski ball? Blue Springs. That's yeah, quite a hike. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you can play ski ball at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yes. I haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in years. I can't remember the last yeah. time I was at Chuck E. Cheese. So. I avoid that place. So I will I will toast East, East 40 yeah. in the double breakfast. Big fan. Cheers. Thank Cheers, you. Angie. Cheers. So Angie's representing the, the pug life. She's not <laughs> able to partake, but cheers. Cheers. Got to get her the pug life. That's awesome. So, I didn't have a lot of toasts this week. It was a rough week. Oh, it was a rough week. I will confirm that. Maybe, I think it's payback. Because I think we had a conversation like two weeks ago that all my favorite teams were moving in the right direction. Like, (laughs) none of them had lost. Everybody's playing above where I thought they would be, including the Chiefs, you know. Uh, Sporting was doing well. And then the bottom dropped out. Yeah. Thursday, we're at the... Second leg of the Western Conference Finals, Sporting and Portland Timbers. And uh, looking great. Halftime, we're feeling pretty good. And then they played the rest of the game. And uh, it did not go well from there. Yep. It was a bad It was a bad week. And then we were talking about nothing but Eric Berry 
last week yeah. and celebrating the return. And then Friday, the other shoe drops after the sporting loss. I, I'm still dumbfounded by this one. But yeah, I saw a tweet and it's like, oh, Kareem Hunt in trouble. And then literally like 10 minutes later, Chiefs released Kareem Hunt. I'm like, yeah, you texted me in agony that night. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. There's yeah. no doubt about that. It's the right thing to do. It's just, uh, it's disappointing when this kid had it all, you know, everything was right in front of him. He's on the best offense in the league. He's playing himself into a fat 50 plus million dollar contract and just cannot control himself. It's maddening. Yeah. Well, and Angie, you, you and your husband have been season ticket holders for for years. Yep. I know you have. I know your husband has a strong opinion. He was probably ranting through that. <laughs> you know, he that. was surprisingly silent about it. I don't know. I think he was waiting for all the information to come out. But I told him, I'm like, you can't have a guy like that on your team. Yeah. It's going to tarnish the team forever if they like don't let him go. I mean, and he's you know he's same like with you. He's just really pissed off at Kareem for being. That kind of guy. Yeah. Well, not be, and you got the impression, a certain kind of impression of who he was. Mm-hmm. And even, I don't know if you guys watched, did you guys watch the interview that he did with uh, Lisa Salters? Yeah. On I mean, ESPN. Yes. That did more damage than good, in my opinion. Well, you're right. Ultimately, it did because it was all about me, me, me. As a, you know, former PR, you, you would have, your hackles would have gotten mm-hmm. up and you would have. Just cringed and curled Ooh. into a ball. That's not who yeah. I am as a person. person. Outside of these handful of incidents that keep popping All these up. Video. <laughs> yeah. Punching people and kicking people. Yeah. But that's not who I am most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty incendiary. And that was the thing. It was off of that one incident, as things tra- it transpired so quickly on Friday. Yeah. I immediately went to watch the video. I'm like, okay, that's bad. And then I texted you. I'm like, it's bad, but it's not Ray Rice bad. Like, it's, I mean, it's violent, but it's not. Uh, and I've heard some folks in sports talk talk about that one isolated incident because the police, they declared it a misdemeanor. It's not a felony, yeah, a felony assault. So on some level, like legally, that one incident was not, and I'm not defending that. It was violent. Don't get me wrong. But. Then what happened was, then you start pulling back the layers of the onion and you find out this is like a pattern of behavior. There's video of him in, you know, Westport, yeah. uh, then all these things transpiring. And it's just, it's the chiefs, knew, when they released him, they obviously knew something. There was bigger issue, yeah. anger. We're talking about anger issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud that they, they took a stand that. And they did it so quickly. Exactly. It, just, it says, we don't put up with that crap in Kansas City. No. Other teams, you know, Washington was taking a ton of heat for picking up the linebacker that had five or six different arrests. Um, It was good to see them take a firm stand on it, but it's still maddening. Yep. Nobody's talking about Eric Berry anymore. (laughs) We were all season long. We've been talking about when's Eric Berry going to come back. And I was like, oh. Who's Eric Perry? What's going on? Yeah. I was watching the game this weekend. I was like, he looks like an old man standing on the sidelines with his beard. And everything. I was like, he looks like he's... You know, Eric Berry? Yeah. He looks me like an angry Muppet. Is what he, <laughs> what his like. hair is kind of, you know... Yeah. It's kind of... Makes it work. Yeah, he does make it work. Okay, so down with with some of the down stuff, we've, we've got a toast and honor. Yeah, I know you've got one. It's so normally sad get, news, though. It's the same moment, stuff. This but week, yeah. It's, it's nothing but respect... Bill Snyder, hanging it up again. All right. I'm not even a K-Stater, and I'm going to toast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
he's he's a man that affected his those kids' life way beyond the football field. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk to player after player after player that played for him, and they're like, "Yeah, he made me a better football player, but more importantly, he made me a better man." And I'll always, you know, be thankful for him for that. Yeah, juxtapose that with the conversation we just had, and we need more people like that that are role models and educators and coaches. Yeah, that are worry as concerned about a human's development as they are the results on a field. That's the kind of people you know, the kind of people we need in life. So that's worth toasting. Yeah, exactly. Here, let's toast that again. That's worth toasting again. When he was somebody that could look at somebody and go, you know, no other team's going to look at you. Like most of the players for his team never got a sniff at Alabama or any big school, but he could see something like you got heart. And heart will get you a long way. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll compensate for... Well, you know, I grew up in Manhattan, and when I was in high school, it was... I think Bill Snyder started... 89. 89, so the year I graduated. Okay. So before that, you could walk into a K-State football game. You could go, like, at halftime and just walk in for free because, I mean, no, nobody went to K-State mm-hmm. games. Nobody, ever. It was K-State and KU would play, and they'd call it the toilet bowl every year. Yeah. I saw a tweet this week. It's it still, I went back and looked at it three times because it was just amazing to me. It was the stadium, the same stadium they have now, but what it looked like the year before Bill Snyder got there. It looked like, no, it looked like um, somewhere where you'd have like a rodeo. I mean, there was like some stands on each side and that was literally it. Yeah. It was just a hole in the ground. And now all of a sudden, you know, they have the whole the press box and they expanded the other side and they have the new practice facility. And, you know, um, it's, it's amazing the work he did, not only at K-State with the football program, but Manhattan in general. I mean, that city alone changed in the last 30 years more Mm -hmm. than it had in the previous hundred. Yeah. And a lot of it's due to him. It's funny, Angie, you saying Mm -hmm. that story about, you know, leaving 89 and seeing what the stadium's like. So my best friend from high school, that's, he went to K-State and I went with a trip to visit his sister who was going to K-State at the time. And we ended up, uh, he took me to a football game. And they would do the whole thing where they get a kid up, you know, in the crowd and kind of crowd surf. Mm -hmm. And there weren't enough people to actually (laughs) crowd surf. So what would happen was they get this kid up. And then then they would, like, shuffle down to the next little cluster of people and then hand the person off. And then to see that the next year, I went to go visit him. The next year, it was 91, and KUK State played, and the place was packed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the time, a buddy of mine from high school was playing at KU, too, so I wanted to see him play in the game. And it was a hotly contested game, so much to the point that the K-State fans rushed the field and tore down the goalposts and took off with the goalposts. I could only imagine in 89 people even trying to tear down the goalposts. They would have been there for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we won one game in 1989, and we did tear down the damn goalposts. And we'd we'd lugged that thing all the way to Aggieville. (laughs) True story? True story. You were there? I think I was. Okay, you were still there? (laughs) I was there. It was fall semester. You were there. <laughs> spring, spring semester might have been a problem, but fall semester. It's a good thing they played spring semester too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, is that all we have for toast? Other than the most important one, I think that's it. That's it. It's a light week for toast. It's been a rough week, but yeah.
How do you get one over in this thing called life? You go out and experience it. That's why this episode is brought to you by the Open Belly Podcast. In the Open Belly Podcast, they're exploring Kansas City's vibrant and diverse food culture. Each episode features a first-generation American restaurant owner in the KC community. And while Open Belly is a show about food, it's also so much more. Sharing stories of determination, hope, self-discovery, and the pursuit of the American dream. Help us to see the world from perspectives other than our own. That's how you get one over in this thing called life. So, subscribe to Open Belly on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. To learn more, go to openbellypodcast.com or visit our show notes and click on the image you see for the Open Belly Podcast. The most important toast, we need to toast our our guests this week. We're going to toast Angie. Angie Reed is here. Thanks for joining us. Okay, I'll toast myself. You want to come hang out with us every Wednesday? This is what we do most every Wednesday. (laughs) Sit and drink beer and just talk about... And I'll just sit and watch you drink beer. Yeah, Yeah. talk about bullshit. So so this week, Angie is a former PR executive, was doing that for for decades, and then encountered a pretty significant life experience that ended up bringing her to the, you know, leading on to a path to, to CBD. And we're going to talk a little bit about CBD and, and what it is exactly. Cause Chad and I are still a bit confused because okay. apparently all he knows is THC. Uh, and oh. So, <laughs> and uh, he's been to Amsterdam recently. So, uh, but he want we want to learn more about CBD and hear a little bit about your uh, path to discovery of it and, mm-hmm. and hear about a little bit about the, the benefits. So okay. welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Glad to, well, one more time. Come on, man. We'll toast that <laughs> one more time. I just like hearing the glasses. <laughs> yeah. You know, you just like drinking your beer and having yes. a good excuse to take another sip. Yes. Which we, I will do anyway. So... So help us give us give us the basics. Kind of what's what's CBD? What is CBD? It stands for cannabidiol, which is one of the compounds found in the cannabis plant. Now there are there's some confusion over cannabis. Cannabis is a family of plants. You have marijuana, and then you have hemp. They're two different plants in the cannabis family. CBD comes from the hemp plant, which okay. is in do- grown for industrial purposes sure. or grown for CBD. You cannot get high off of smoking hemp. Um, it's got less than three-tenths of a percent of THC. Okay. So even if you wanted to get high off of hemp, you couldn't. You could, it's like I mean, non-alcoholic beer. It would require mass yeah. quantities, like bread factory quantities yeah. of yes. hemp, too. Um, Although I do like hemp milk in my in my coffee. I, yeah, I okay. confirm that, yes. Yeah, and then, it. you know, marijuana is mostly grown for its the THC and the high that you get from it. So when people talk about medical marijuana, it's a cross between CBD and THC to some extent and kind of some ratios there. But Kansas is a no tolerance state, so we can't sell CBD with any trace of THC in it. So Mm. even though it comes from the hemp plant, we have to have the THC removed. Removed. So it has to go through a product, kind of like milk. And I get... You're probably did you do you didn't do ag PR did you? No, I'm trying to remember. no, I was if, if, if our friend Julie were here, yeah. she'd be able to help me with the probably. whole milk process. Yeah, but yeah, is it kind of like milk? You know, skim milk, or is it 
Is a scammer one two percent where they have to add the fat back in? I have no idea. Anyway, there's a process with milk. It sounds very She's a similar. CBD expert. You're not, not, not a milk expert. expert. All right, Julie, we'll have you on the show to talk about milk next time. Next time, but yeah. So, but they have to remove. They have to they go through a process. To, yeah, for Kansas okay. and most states, you can have the natural less than three tenths of a percent because most reasonable people know that you're not going to get high off of that. And there are some. But we're living in the state of Kansas. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. That's why she right. qualified it with reasonable people. Uh, right, right. <laughs> See but, why we wanted to have her on the show. See, but a lot of people get it confused, and so did I when I first had somebody recommend I try CBD for some of the issues I was having. I was like, no, I don't smoke pot. I'm not into the marijuana culture or anything like that. My husband, however, is and always has been. But <laughs> Let's toast him. Let's toast him. Toast to Steve. Toast to Steve. Um, hey, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So um, I thought, you know, that, that it was, I, I mean, I had the wrong impression of it, too. And, and then when you find out about CBD and how it works in the human body to help it, our bodies heal themselves, and that we were using cannabis as one of the main ingredients in most medications in the United States before 1930. Cannabis was the main ingredient in over 150 medications. And then it became illegal and we removed it from, from every medication and then big pharma steps in and now we've got all sorts of issues. And it, you know, we're just naturally adding something back into our diet that we used to get in our diet because we would feed hemp to our cattle and our chickens and get CBD through the meat and eggs that we that we consumed. Oh, it's a naturally occurring substance as yes. opposed to some things that might be right. compounds that are constructed and synthesized by right. a chemical company. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. reasonable people would... Yeah, <laughs> reasonable people. understand this. <laughs> educated people, educated I should people. say. Yeah, yeah, educated. Okay. Do you, see, do you anticipate some of that maybe changing at all around the... You know, essentially the process where by which they have to remove. Mm-hmm. Do you expect any movement maybe in the state? You probably are following following a little bit of legislation now that you're yeah affected in in the retail space tied to this. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll it'll probably change things. The um, the one um, thing to keep in mind is that some people can't tolerate THC. It makes some people paranoid, and mm-hmm. it. It's not always, it doesn't always have the calming effect that it has with most people. So CBD with no THC is always going to have a place because people that want the healing properties of CBD but don't want to have any THC mm-hmm. yeah. are, you know, will be able to to get the healing compound through just the CBD. Um, we'll watch and see what happens. I mean, I don't think Kansas is close to a medical marijuana no. No. They will be know. the 50th state. Yeah. Well, they, I've heard Utah, us in Utah. Might be like neck and neck. Fighting it out. <laughs> Wait, less. I think Utah. Did they just pass I think legislation? So. I might be wrong on that. But it's shocking, looking like how fast it's changing, though. Well, they're north of the last time I checked, there were north of 30 states, even medical. Mm-hmm. Medical. Well, medical. There's 12 recreational, I think. Yeah, but a combination of recreation. I bet Massachusetts just passed recreational. And um, I was telling you the story, wasn't I, about uh, the state of Maine? But the funny thing is they pass the legislation, but it takes them forever to yeah. figure out to build out build out all the infrastructure. Like Maine, when I was in Maine last year, you could grow marijuana. You could grow the plants. Uh, you could possess, but the retail situation hadn't been figured mm-hmm. out. 
So you had all these growers that were building supply, but no means to distribute. Mm -hmm. So the state ended up working working it out with the growers to, if you hit, uh, they ended up creating a state beautification program where if you helped clean up the highways, they paid you in marijuana. <laughs> and those are it. probably, <laughs> that's funny. So Then everyone's like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. it. I'll clean up. I mean, the most beautiful highways in the country, people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the state of Maine. Yeah. So, like, what specifically does CBD help help people with? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah. And it helps with a number of conditions. I mean, some people say, well, it sounds like a, a magic, you know, magic drug or something. It's, it's really not. I'll tell you how it works in the human body. So about 30 years ago, scientists set out to try to discover how THC worked in the human body and why it created the high that it does. Um, and what they found was an entire system of neurons in our body that respond to cannabinoids. Um, and we actually produce cannabis-like compounds in our body, and they're called endocannabinoids. Endo meaning internally. We produce them internally. Naturally, without, naturally. without anything being in Right, induced. naturally. Okay. And um, the endocannabinoid system is really kind of like the orchestra conductor for the body. It helps to kind of keep all the other systems of the body functioning an imbalance or homeostasis. So when you have an imbalance in your endocannabinoid system, it's you will you'll you get disease, you get certain conditions, and sometimes it's a chicken and an egg thing. Sometimes you get a disease and then it causes an imbalance in the endocannabinoid system. And we don't produce the endocannabinoids that our body needs. Mm -hmm. So we have to supplement that with phytocannabinoids, which are from the plant. Um, and the most prominent one of those is CBD. Mm. And so we use CBD as a supplement to help bring the body into balance and homeostasis to bring back, you know, that, that state of like just health and health and wellness. And I mean, there's more involved. We've got CB, CBD receptors in our bodies. They're called CB1 and CB2 receptors. It's really scientific and I don't always understand all of the science, <laughs> but CBD will act on those receptors and help to limit the messages between cells for pain. Like, okay, you're not going to send these messages of pain. You're not going to send inflammation. So CBD helps with pain, inflammation, mm -hmm. anxiety, depression, and a lot of sleep issues. You hear of CBD helping with seizure disorders, mm -hmm. things like autism, ADHD. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, and that's why people say, "Oh, it sounds too good to be true." It's it can't it can't help all of those things, but it does because it's helping to bring our endocannabinoid system, bringing the body back into balance. Yeah, the cells the cells essentially communicate, and it helps regulate the communication. Right. Where we've all tried to communicate with each other, sometimes it doesn't work very <laughs> right. effectively, right? But it's like. It sets the terms. Like you need beer to make make <laughs> it more effective. That's like CBD is the beer to the human body. I don't know if we're now more effective with now. He understands. Now I understand. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know truly that we're more effective with the beer, but it does. It does make us. It makes you feel better. It makes it right? a little real more relaxed. Yeah. It makes yes. you, it calms you down. It helps you relax. Okay. That's yeah. what CBD can do too. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Now, how did you just personally kind of discover? discover yeah. CBD. So I know uh, you've had a tough, tough year and a half, but it, it yeah. was helpful and beneficial. You saw some of the benefits Chad asked you about personally. Yes. Yeah. So. My, I, uh, well, let me give you my, my story. I'll try to make it brief. So about a year and a half ago, I had a major stroke. 
probably almost died. Luckily, Steve saw the symptoms right away because I was, I was, I had the classic symptoms of a stroke. I, it's called fast. So F is for facial droop. A is for arm weakness. S is for speech difficulty. And then T is, is means time to call 911. So I woke up in the morning, couldn't get out of bed, was kind of trying to figure out why I couldn't push myself up and out of bed because mm. it wasn't registering in my mind that I couldn't feel anything on my entire left side of my body. And Steve, I woke Steve up because I was shaking the bed and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to get up and take a shower. I mean, it was a weekday. I was getting ready to get up and yeah, go to work. He and... said, you sound drunk because I was slurring my words. Mm. And he got up, turned on the light and he said, the left side of your face is sliding off. You're having a stroke. I'm calling 911. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, don't call 911. No, you know. I'm sure I'm fine. Things are, yeah. Yeah. Um, long story short, I had, so I had a massive stroke. And um, in my recovery from the stroke, physically, I recovered really quickly. Within two months, I was back at work. I was You walking. and I were having coffee. And, yeah. Yeah. I was walking, talking, functioning normally, quote unquote. But I got hit really hard with anxiety and depression. To, I mean, really, really hard. I'd never dealt with anything like that in my life. I was told in the um, ICU after my stroke, to, when, before they let me go home, they said, watch out for symptoms of anxiety and depression because they're really common with stroke survivors. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it would affect me because I was fine physically and I could understand being anxious or depressed if you, you know, had lost function. But uh, it did something in my brain. Um, so I was, I went through months and months of struggle with anxiety and depression. I was on medication for it, going to counseling. It was only helping a little bit. I mean, I was, it was an ongoing struggle for months. And I had friends recommend CBD. Yeah. I was already taking some antidepressants and, um, and they weren't completely getting rid of it. I mean, they weren't helping well, so and you that, were in denial for a while that yeah. you were even going through some of the things you were going through. Just know, because you and I know each other. I yeah. mean, I, you were in denial, and you've been posting pretty yeah. pretty prominently the last week or so just about your experiences now being able to reflect. But you were in denial. Just for folks, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion around mental health of yeah. late, too. I mean, you were in denial, and it took, you've always been wired to be a hard charger. Yeah. So it was like, no, this shit is not happening to yeah. me. What's going on? So Yeah, I was going to go right back to work and pick up right where I left off. I had just written a book. Yeah. I was supposed to start traveling and speaking about the book and using it to bring in new business to the agency I was working for. And I just, you know, I was like a deer in headlights. I couldn't, I'd got into that pace that I used to be able to so easily manage and I could not function. And I thought something was wrong with my brain, that my brain was like not letting me think straight or be able to speak or write or even put a sentence together sometimes. It turns out that was more a result of the depression and anxiety than it was as a result of any kind of brain damage or from the stroke. Effect, yeah, right. Yes, I was totally in denial because it's like, this is not who I am. You know, I'm not a depressed person. I'm not, I, you know, I don't sit around and complain about myself. I'm not going to do that. Well, so I went and I had to be hospitalized a couple of times last winter. That's what I've been posting about the last couple of days. It's really hard. It's bringing up a lot of emotional baggage from last year to kind of relive it. But I think it's important to talk about it because... Mm -hmm. There's such a stigma with mental health and it's just, it needs to go away. And we need so much more support, um, mental health 
resources in the community because I'm lucky because I had really good insurance through my husband's job and um, everything was covered and I was I was never denied access to the resources I need. But if you need to go see a psychiatrist, you sometimes have to wait three months to be able to get into somebody because there just are not enough of them. Enough resources. Right, or yeah. a therapist. It's really hard to find a therapist that can squeeze you in. I mean, just... And embrace them, not game them. Like, I saw one of your posts where you were gaming them. Well, I, A little yeah. bit. <laughs> you had acknowledged about gaming them. Everybody else was really ticked at them. And then I, that was, I was very proud of you in that oh, post because you were like, I'm going to acknowledge I was in the row. Like, well, that was yeah. my... <laughs> so I was hospitalized. I was admitted to inpatient at Shawnee Mission Behavioral Health last year at this time. When you get into a place like that, it makes you feel like you're going crazy being in there. I mean, not to be PC here, but I can say it because I'm talking about myself. Yeah, I felt sure. like I was going crazy, quote unquote, being there. And I, I just wanted to go home. I thought if I can just go home, I'll be fine. I'll be able to handle my depression and anxiety. I can snap out of it. I just need to go home because these people are making me crazy. And you have no freedom whatsoever in a place like that. And so, yeah, day after day, I was like, okay, what do I have to do to get out of here? I have to go to all the group sessions. I have to take my meds, no complaint. I have to follow the system and tell them I'm ready to go home. And once they think I'm ready to go home, and if I say I'm ready to go home, they're going to let me go home. Yep. So, I, you know, at the time, I don't think, I wasn't consciously thinking I was gaming the system, but I was. Um, so, yeah, we just need... I don't know, better, better resources, better support. Long story short, I ended up having another mini stroke or a smaller stroke in April that completely sidelined me. So I had gone to, back to work twice after the stroke and then after my mental health hospitalization. I'd gone back to work twice and I just, you know, I was like, I can do this, I can do this. And, and I couldn't, I just, I couldn't keep um, trying to, I don't, it's hard to put into words. I just couldn't, manage at the same pace and that alone caused my depression and anxiety to spike again because i had gotten it to a point where i was managing yeah. it and then i just you know it's like i was so caught up in my career my career was such a huge part of my identity and um it was and, it, and i still struggle with it because i mean 25 years doing that yeah. and, and it kind of went to a screeching halt and you're Completely now yeah, heading it down a different exactly. path. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I had friends recommend CBD as they thought it could help with my anxiety and depression. And I so, was like, no, no, no. At what point did you start taking the CBD? Not until um, first week in June. Okay. Yeah. So this is my, my depression and anxiety started last September, September 2017. And it was September all the way through June that I was... Struggling, struggling, struggling. And before I tried CBD, mm -hmm. I was on other pharmaceuticals to address the issue. I was getting really reliant on Xanax. And then my neurologist said, we really want you off of Xanax because it can impede stroke recovery. Mm. I had never heard that. So that was to me like, okay, I wake up call. I need something else. And so I had a friend. <laughs> it's funny. Like we were having dinner at a friend's house and they had some CBD gummies. They're like, here, try a gummy. It's like that whole peer pressure thing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when you're a teenager, here, yeah. it'll make it, you feel better. better. Yeah. And um, I'm on enough medication now that I was kind of leery about it. And I'm good friends with my primary care physician. Um, that's another thing I learned during this whole process is to be your own advocate. My previous primary care physician was not listening to me, was not responding well to 
my needs and I so I switched to a friend of mine who's a family practitioner and so I can text her so I texted her and I was like is it okay for me to have this gummy and she's like absolutely she goes I'm all for it enjoy half the bag yeah (laughs) she said just don't overdo it just be careful but yeah go ahead so I ate the gummy and I slept pretty well that night I was having a lot of sleeping issues um so the next day I went into the CBD store talked to the owner and um learned as much as I could, started learning as much as I could about CBD. And then I was like, you know, this is, this is really interesting. And it just kind of like something kind of sparked in me to where I was like, maybe I should start my own CBD store because of course I can't just take CBD. I have to start my own CBD store. <laughs> I got to work it. It's not just enough taking yeah. it. Yeah. Cause that's how my brain still works. Like, yeah. That's funny. Cause before we had you on the show, I was trying to explain somebody your story. And, and I said, if you asked her directly, she would say she's changed a great deal. But I, I, I say you watch from the sidelines a little bit and you're like, no, I see the I see the same Andy yeah. because it's no because I, I couldn't just consume the CBD. Now I got to run this. I got to yeah. own this bitch. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> Sorry, right. Yeah. But so I, at the time, I wasn't doing anything. And when you're at home on disability, and you're not doing anything, especially when you're a person like me, that just feeds into the depression. Yeah. And so I went in and I said, can I start shadowing you guys and seeing how this business runs from the inside out? So for a month or so, I shadowed them just for free. I just volunteered my time at both of the different Phoenix stores. And and when was this? This just was... Just kind of following timeline. Um, mid, mid-June to mid-July. Okay. And then um, I let them hire me part-time and start paying me. Um a little bit of money just, you know, so I could feel a little bit better about spending my time there. And the whole time I was, you know, considering opening a store, but I went back and forth probably a thousand times because I was overanalyzing it. It That's what the anxiety was doing. I mean, CBD really helped me control it, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with anxiety. If you have it, it's never going to completely go away. You just have to learn how to manage it and cope with it. Kind of navigate yeah. around it. Yeah, and CBD around. helps take just the sharp edges off a little bit. And I've been able to get off of Xanax from taking CBD. That's awesome. So it really, it really does help me. And then um, since opening the store, my son, who's a sophomore at KU, started taking CBD because he started having anxiety and depression mm-hmm. this last um, fall. And it's really, really helping him. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm happy that it's helping me, but I'm even more happy that it's helping him. And and then I see the customers coming in and they're in so much pain. And so many of them have personal stories about how CBD has completely changed their lives for the better. And that's awesome to be part of that and be able to facilitate that. Well, Becca, Becca, and I don't know if it's the fact that she watches or listens to so much murder porn, but <laughs> she... Uh, you're familiar with that term, right? It's the no. true. It's all the true all the, crime. I do too. All the true crime stuff. I do too. Steve always is like, why uh, do you watch that? Crap? I know she watches Snapped. I think I'm going to get it in the middle of the night, so at some point. But <laughs> she's had problems sleeping, so you know, I came into the store and end up getting her the tea, and and actually, it smells wonderful. I I need to try try some myself, but uh, she's been drinking it to help her sleep, and mm-hmm. it's been helping her quite a bit to to sleep. As mm-hmm. matter of fact, we're joking. The first night she tried it, I made it for her way too early in the evening, and she actually fell asleep while we were watching the television pro, you know, whatever yeah. we were, whatever we were streaming. She fell asleep doing that. Well, you you mentioned earlier that um, 
you know, there's a difference between medical marijuana and CBD, but, you know, for the uninitiated, they probably don't see a difference or don't understand the difference. You know, in Missouri, yeah. we were talking about the different states that have passed mm-hmm. medical marijuana laws, and Missouri's being one of them. Yeah. We were, he and I went out uh, a couple weeks ago and kind of did a beer, a, uh, a beer scavenger hunt looking for a certain beer, and we ended up driving across the state line where where was right across the straight state line we went into the one beer royal shop. liquor royal liquor yeah which i should remember because that was the place to run to go you oh. know it's at 103rd oh, state, yeah. like the royal liquor to 103rd state line so for we kansas kids that lived here when you couldn't get beer on sundays, on sundays yeah we would go across the state line and get beer from Royal Liquor and then bring it back and just hope we didn't get stopped, right? <laughs> yeah. So for medical marijuana, do you see maybe an effect on the CBD business with that being, you know, you know how closely are you watching that? I'm watching it. It's going to take a while. Like you said before, mm-hmm. it takes a long time for the states to get up and running and figure out their infrastructure, but you're going to need a doctor's prescription for it. So you're not going to just be able to walk into a store and get it. You're going to need a doctor's prescription. So there are going to be some pretty tight controls and that makes sense so not not too concerned right yet i'm not that concerned maybe i'm being naive but a lot of people just want cbd they don't want the thc you know there's a stigma that goes along with marijuana marijuana and a lot of our clientele are baby boomers and senior citizens now the baby boomers usually are the ones that are like oh i'm a former hippie so i used to smoke pot all the time (laughs) i haven't told my kids about that but yeah yeah (laughs) but you know we get a lot of a lot of older people because they have so much, many health issues and yeah and I'm you know they just they don't want to pop pills like sometimes the younger generations do well and you're right there's a, a problem. there's a stigma there are a lot of people that just do not want to talk about mar- I mean just don't yeah. want to talk about marijuana or like you mentioned the paranoia it's like I think I've had you know seen my wife enjoy marijuana once and she was so paranoid I'm like you are never touching that again like talk about paranoia mm-hmm. I cannot accompany you to the bathroom right because you're afraid <laughs> so <laughs> but at the same time I think there's a lot of people out there that just want something that's natural like yeah. I don't want that synthesized crap right. like yeah. exactly. I don't know I mean you know I'll stick with something that's grown in the ground and something made yeah. in a lab yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of naturals to even some things that aren't so, you talked about the gummies. Mm-hmm. And so you're running the, the CBD store. It's Phoenix CBD, right? It's called Phoenix Natural Wellness. And it's okay. there are three locations around the Kansas City area. Mine is the Lenexa store. The Lenexa. And it's on? It's on College and Flum. College and Flum. College and Flum. So the sign above says Phoenix CBD. CBD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are some of the things you offer, offer in the store? And then what are the, some of the more popular items? Yeah. Gummies and tea, we've talked yeah. about a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, so there are, are a wide variety of delivery methods for getting CBD into your body or onto your body. So, yeah, we have the gummies. We have vape pens, re, um, disposable vape pens. Vaping it is the fastest way into your system. It's mm. also the fastest out. The results don't last quite as long, but if you're having stress, panic attacks, anxiety, it's the number one thing that can cut in the quickest. Get into um, the bloodstream. Yeah, and- the fastest. Um, and then we've got edibles, so gummies. We also have chocolates. We've got um, caramels. And then we've got drinks like the tea, a CBD-infused mm-hmm. tea. And we just started carrying Tea Biotics Kombucha mm-hmm. with CBD in it. So it's a local company that's now starting to make CBD-infused oh, wow. tea. Cool. So we've got okay. that. 
What's the name of the local company? T-Biotics. T-Biotics? Okay. Yeah. And then um, we have the traditional tinctures and water-soluble oils that you primarily take under the tongue. Um, We've got soaps, bath bombs, lotions, pain creams. So those are really popular. Okay. Um, they they help a lot with very localized pain. So if you're having all over body pains, aches and pains, arthritis, that kind of thing, it's better probably to take an oil, to take it sublingually. Um, that means under the tongue because we've got a lot of capillaries under our tongue. So you're able mm. to absorb it into your bloodstream okay. that way. Whereas once you swallow it, it has to go through your digestive mm-hmm. tract. It takes longer to get into the system and you're not going to absorb as much of the CBD because it has to go through your liver and... Um, mm. So and our livers are broken. Everything. <laughs> I think out under the tongue sounds yeah. pretty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds probably best bet. <laughs> yeah, and I've never smoked or anything in my life, and vaping is my favorite because it's so fast acting. But I also take the oil too because I like to t- keep it in my system and have kind of balanced levels in my system all day long. It helps me sleep. What in the store? What in the store surprised you? Have you added a- anything in the store per customer request, saying you've got to add this in the store? So, like a certain product that's going to surprise you. <laughs> one product that it gets giggles sometimes are the CBD suppositories. Okay, uh, <laughs> that, that would give me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was supposed to go in, not yeah, <laughs> not, a, not in there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were joking about it today. It's like the best way to take it is under the tongue, not up the bum. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, sorry, your son isn't here. <laughs> he, no, he, he, he would rather have that than, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's... Is this a, <laughs> you look like, no. what the hell are you talking about? He would rather have this conversation oh, than some of the other conversations. No, yeah. we, we will talk about it later. He doesn't... Uh, no, Earmuffs. I think, earmuffs. I don't think he wants CBD up the bum either. <laughs> Most people don't, but if you've got Crohn's or colitis, mm-hmm. um, and it helps a lot with menstrual cramps and um, like IBS, certain issues in that region, wow. it will help more with. Yeah. Wow. I'll vape it. You'll vape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for it to act longer to get down to that region. Yeah. Then. We don't have a lot of takers on the suppositories, <laughs> but those that use them swear by them. Okay. Very mm-hmm. interesting. You yeah. have like some pet products too. We don't do you? have pet products, yeah, because all mammals have the same endocannabinoid system, and so the, with dogs and cats, it works just as well, and sometimes better because they haven't been tainted with pharmaceuticals their whole lives, yeah. and because the the way we each individually process and respond to CBD differently based on our chemical makeup, how we metabolize certain substances in our bodies. I for some reason, metabolize most medications I take very quickly and have to take the highest dose for the longest amount of time for it to be impactful, which was why my depression and anxiety were so bad because I would switch medications and then have to stay on it for a long, long time. And long story, I'm kind of the same way with CBD. I need a lot more than I probably than the next person probably would need for the same issues. And with CBD, it's it's kind of hard to dose because of that everybody's different so you have to we say start low and go slow so when people come into phoenix we're not just trying to sell you you know a product and get you out the door we educate we take the time every employee that i have myself included we've all been cbd certified we go through an online certification course that's not required by most cbd shops in town so you might walk into a cbd store and 
the person behind the counter really doesn't know anything about the endocannabinoid system and they don't know much about the actual product. They're just selling it to you. I've done this. I've gone into a couple of shops and said, okay, so what are the side effects? And had people say, there are no side effects. Mm. There are, in fact, um, some side effects. You can get a little drowsy if you take a little too much. And some people have reported dry mouth. I mean, it's they're very, very minimal side, side effects, effects compared yeah. to most medications. But, yeah. you know, and then I said, and then you can go in and ask questions like, well, how do you dose it? What do you recommend? And they'll be like, that's that's up to you. You need to figure that out. You know, shoot, go yeah. go away. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> sold you your product. Now don't, ask, yeah. don't ask me the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, we're not medical me- medical professionals, but we can say generally most people take respond well with 8 to 16 milligrams twice a day. So we say start low, go with the 8, eight milligrams morning, 8 milligrams at night, and then start to slowly increase that as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't overdo it because it will become ineffective if you take too much. Yeah, I was impressed when Chad and I came through the store, just the amount of educational material. You had a huge binder yeah. Yeah. of just all, all the, and broken down by what is it? What are the effects? What are the side effects? Yeah. What are the benefits? How does it work within your body? So just, right. and then even all, yeah, even a, a color wheel of even all the benefits that mm-hmm. I brought home just yeah. to kind of study a little bit further. So yeah, I yeah. want to be able to provide as much education as possible because we do get a lot of people coming in that are very confused about it and that have, you know, a lot of fears about starting something new and we always say, talk to your doctor about it. Most doctors don't know much about, if anything, about the endocannabinoid system because it wasn't taught in medical schools. It was only discovered 30 years ago, which in scientific terms is not that long no, ago. No, it's an infancy. Yeah. yeah. So the younger doctors will say, yeah, they learned about it in medical school. but um, And the more progressive ones are learning about it and teaching themselves about it. But doctors are not going to prescribe it yet. They will. They don't. They can't really legally recommend it. But they're going to say if somebody asks them, like my doctor, she'll say, "I don't see it. it I don't see any harm in it. I don't think I know of any negative side effects. So go ahead and try it. Yeah. You know, if you've tried everything else and you, and it's not helping, try it. It's better than getting on a bunch of narcotics and mm-hmm. opioids and being on Xanax yeah. for prolonged yeah prolonged periods yeah. of time. Yeah, and I could see, you know, Chad asked about the benefits to pets, too. I could sit there and think about, like, weather anxiety. We had a, anxiety, a dog, for sure. weather anxiety, the thunderstorm came. Oh, yeah. That would have been a the better cure than some of the things we, I mean, even think they put those thunder jackets. Thunder jackets. On, thunder yeah, jackets I've had people come in saying, oh, this is so much better than the thunder jackets because this is actually working. I had a dog trainer come in my first week I was open. And I gave him a bunch of dog biscuits. I said, here you go. Just, you know, test them out and see. Mm-hmm. He's come back and he's like, these are amazing. Because he specializes in dogs with anxiety. He said, these are really working. They're great. I mean, and they help a lot with pets as they get older and they have arthritis. And are yeah. having, you know. Pain management issues, right. those types of things. And cancer. Um, cancer treatment. Oh. Um, it helps. CBD has anti-tumoral properties. But it also helps with the side effects of chemotherapy. So a lot of people will come in and mm. take CBD because it helps with nausea. nausea. Okay. It helps with, you know, a lot of the other stuff. But some people claim that it has cured their cancer. I mean, I had a guy come in a couple weeks ago and he said, oh yeah, it was stage four prostate cancer and I took huge doses of CBD and now I'm cancer free. I mean, you'd have to take some of that with a little bit of a grain of salt and know that, you know, we can't make any claims like that, but those are cool stories to hear. 
Yeah, that's phenom- those are mm-hmm. phenomenal stories to hear. To the point, I think I'm going to go have some tea when we're <laughs> tea when we're finished. Well, and me, <laughs> one of the reasons that I'm glad I just kind of keep it in my system is that it's neuroprotective. And if I have another stroke, knock on wood, God forbid, maybe my brain cells will be in a better position now because I'm taking CBD. Maybe it'll, you know, make sure that I don't have any more you know any further brain damage hmm. from it i don't know i don't know it's just something that i keep in the back of my head yeah no we, yeah we don't let's knock on wood let's, yes we'll doubly knock on wood i'll do it twice yeah. there you go thank you so uh so you mentioned the stores at college and flum for mm-hmm. the folks that are kansas city based uh can they find you online too or yep yep, yep. online Phoenix, and yeah. facebook you have a facebook page yeah facebook it's phoenix Lenexa CBD. Okay. And then online, what's the URL? PhoenixNaturalWellness.com. Dot com. All right. Mm-hmm. And awesome. that's the website for all of the stores. For all the stores mm-hmm. within the Kansas City, kind of the Kansas City area. Yeah, because they've just opened one in Ottawa. Okay. But I'm the only franchisee. The other, the other three stores are owned by the founders of Phoenix. And they started Phoenix because they saw the benefits of... Um, they have a son that was um, having seizures, so an epileptic son. So they started him on CBD after trying three different medications that weren't con- controlling his seizures. And CBD helped stop his seizures. He hasn't had one since he's been on CBD over oh, the past wow. year. And then they have an autistic daughter who they were like, after their son was taking it, well, maybe we should try it on Cecilia and see how it works with her. And she's much more communicative and... They just they said it's just night and day difference with both of their kids, and that's how they got into the CBD business. So everyone that really, well, most people that get into it, some people are just in it for the money because it is a growing industry. Yeah. Um, We've seen a lot of that on I've seen a lot of that on social media where mm-hmm. it's just they're they're just in it. It's online sales. We talked. You, yeah, you were talking about that, and we didn't ask you about it. We can ask you about it now. You see a lot of these fly-by-night fraudulent kind of places online, too. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about maybe um, to us before doing a little bit of research around the the quantities and normally what the associated cost is. And if it, yeah. something seems too good, to, you know, the old adage, if something seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, and that is definitely true with CBD. Well, oh, I could get a 1,000 milligrams for $40. Well, then it's not quality CBD. It's probably not CBD. You're not getting what, you know. You get what you pay for. So we make sure that all the products we bring into Phoenix are third-party tested to make sure that they have no pesticides, chemicals, toxins, and that they don't have THC. Because some companies advertise, even on the box, no THC. And then when you look a little deeper, they do have a small percentage. And that small percentage will show up on a drug test. That's the number one question we get every day. Will this show up on a drug test? No, it will not. We have police officers that buy from us. We've got people that administer drug tests that are buying from us. Sure. Yeah. Are you back administering the drug test yourself on a daily basis, trying all the product? How are you guys doing that? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. um, Steve, go back in the back. We got a drug test. You got to... You got to pee in that cup again, dude. Just go. No, he would fail it anyway. He's not a good test control subject. <laughs> He's not a good control subject. We've just doubted your husband. All right. I've been doing it forever. It's fine. <laughs> oh, well, that's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Well, hopefully we've educated a few folks. They'll come into the, come join in the store and, 
Uh, we'll share a couple links to some of the things you've written of late, too, about your okay. journey. So I know you've done some things. So it was uh, for the American Heart Association. You've mm -hmm. written, written a couple of pieces about your about your journey as well. So we'll make sure to share those when we share them on the blog and on the yeah. show notes. So. It's the American Heart Association and the American Stroke Association have combined. Um, so, yeah, I, was, I wrote a blog post for them. And today I was actually interviewed by a magazine called Brain and Life. It's for the Academy of the National Academy of Neurologists. And so once I found out that the audience was neurologists, I'm like, will you please tell your neurologists that, yes, stroke does cause depression and anxiety. I had my first neurologist was an asshole. I, he was so condescending. You ready to out him by name? No, I won't. <laughs> Privately, I, I, could, I could ask the question. I knew. He was an asshole. He was like, no, the stroke didn't cause these things. I don't know why you're having these things. And then when I, after my second stroke, I had a different neurologist that saw me and she was like, oh, sweetheart. She was just so kind to me. And she was looking at my scans and then looking at me and she was just like, your scans don't tell the story of the woman standing before me. You should have a lot more deficiencies than what you have based on this, this, um, the scar tissue. Yeah. And then I said, well, what I'm really dealing with is depression and anxiety. And she's like, absolutely you are. She goes, that's 50% or more of stroke survivors have that. And I said, so you're telling me it caused it? And she said, yes, it uh, caused it. I was finally validated because yeah. my first neurologist was like treating me like, I mean, he was brushing it off like I was crazy. And, um, and, and you're just broken as a right. for some other reason right. other than, yeah. The and physical repercussions. He said, it's not that, neurological, it's psychological. It's not neurological, it's psychological. You need to go in for neuropsychological testing. Um, he was just, he was an ass. Um, but so my... Was he an old white guy? Yes. Not too old, but yeah, white but guy. white yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, I... So I told the reporter, I said, just please, like, maybe include something <laughs> in your article that they need to be a little more human and kind and that this is not... This is this is a real side effect of stroke. This is a real one of the deficiencies. It's it's invisible, but it's a deficiency, and it's it sucks. You would think anybody with this any sort of neurological background whatsoever, or even uh, the ability to communicate with somebody with a neurological background, would understand that if you're if you've scarred, yeah, brain matter, and you're it's all to, connected. It's all connected, and you're having to work new pathways in your brain. Yeah, that they're going to be potholes then. Yes. It, on paths not traveled. So exactly. that's, it, I don't understand why that's so hard to believe, but. No, I, I don't know. Maybe we should have made that doctor the uh, subject of our triple D discussion. You, you ready for, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a doctor who just completely dismisses. A dick. Uh, <laughs> just a dick. Total dick. Total yes. dick. So for those, for those folks who. Uh, or just first joining us, and heaven help you if today's the first today's the first episode. Although Angie's delightful, me not so much, but Angie's totally delightful. Um, what we do each week is we have we play this game called Triple D, and basically what we do is we throw out a scenario where it's generally bad human behavior, some variety of bad human behavior, and we have a discussion to determine whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. So this week's triple D move is someone who goes into a store and it's even worse if it's like a local shop. Yeah. I mean, Target can 
You know, they can survive a lot of loss control, loss prevention. Mm -hmm. But somebody that goes into a store and breaks something in the store and then tries to hide it. They don't go to the shop owner and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I've broken this. What can I do? They just hide it. So as the as the store owner, Mm -hmm. we'll give you we'll give you first dibs. Is this a dick douche or a dumbass move? It's a cross between dick and douche. I mean, you don't you don't do something like that. I mean, if you feel like you're above it, you know, you're you're too good to admit that you broke something, that's that's a douche. That's but a dick is just somebody that's going to screw over a small business owner and you know, you that's just not I don't know. Just that's dicky douchey. Dicky douchey. And we've had we've had a hybrid yes. Oh, we've had hybrids be- yeah. before, hybrid strains. Okay. I know you're not dealing in marijuana, but it's we've had hybrid strains yeah. before. Yes, of of the dick douche and dumbass. There's definitely some cross pollination there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually ran into this very thing. I was at Lucas Liquor Superstore at like nine thirty on a Friday. Don't judge. And uh, 930 a.m. A.m. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm what I'm in bed by 9. Are they they're open by not? They they're open at nine. Not that I know that, but wow. they open at nine. Um, but there was an old lady there and she had, you know, their cards are weird because they have like really long bottoms and then like the top. Oh, yeah. And she swung her card around. I mean, she's probably 70 ish year old and she didn't look too happy to begin with. And she turned the corner and they had just this boxes of wine and of course the top one's just like an open you know and just jacked the uh the boxes hard enough that like two bottles fell and just you know i was like five feet away so i turn around because you know that catches your eye or your ear and uh she looked around to see if anybody noticed (laughs) and just took off (laughs) nice it's not like you can't it's not like they didn't hear that yeah (laughs) <laughs> they they have cameras all over the place in those. Yeah, that's... that old lady was a dick. Yeah, was a dick. She knew exactly what she was doing. She knew she did it. Didn't want to pay for two bottles of wine that she didn't get to drink. That's where I've been. Did you assess the the actual damage of the two bottles of wine? Was it like? No, they don't put like the Opus One well, yeah, on the uh, end. Like was, it's you know, it's you know, eleven dollar bottles. Yeah, it wasn't that oak. Yeah. Yeah, it's not silver oak, oh, but yeah. you know. It's, you know, uh, if she would have gone up and said, I accidentally ran my card into this, they probably wouldn't have charged her for it. They, you know, they probably would have said, thanks for letting us know. And and you're fine. This happens yeah. all the, this happens all the time, which I'm we sure We gouge our consumers anyway, so we <laughs> pad that in. Yeah. The people that buy the silver oak pay for that, so don't worry about it. People just need to do the right thing. I mean, yeah. that's, you just do the right thing. You know when you're not, when you're doing something wrong you know i mean you have to think that people know i don't know i mean does our president even know that he's (laughs) (laughs) that he's breaking shit left and right or that's a whole entirely different episode i know i know sorry (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just like you've got no he wants to have you back like immediately he's ready to have you back immediately (laughs) yeah that is a whole other episode <laughs> but don't you have don't you have to know in your gut when you're doing something wrong or deceivious? A normal human, a reasonable human would. <laughs> we're back to deceive. Reason. Did I say deceivious? Is that a word? Deceivious. De- we're gonna make we're deceitful, gonna, deceitful okay. and a devious is deceivious. deceivious. Okay. I like. We're working in the hybrid strain okay. theory right. tonight, 
I like deceivious. That's a new word. I'm okay. gonna it's gonna All be right. where so, you stand. I'm I'm with both of you guys. I, I think I mean it's a hardcore dick move. It just it it's just a dick. It's mm-hmm. just a, it's the epitome of selfishness. I think there's a lot of people that still have that old saying in their head though, you break it, you buy it. They're like I'll give you a dumbass move. And maybe it's maybe you guys tell me if it's a dick or douche or dumbass. But when you've got lotion sitting out and one of them clearly says tester and the others do not say tester, but you see somebody open it up and put it on their hands. <laughs> it's like, I, that's not a tester. tester, but it's next month's tester, I guess. Because... Yeah, I mean, it's clearly marked <clears throat> tester. I've got a big, huge sign on this lotion that says tester. And then the, the ones around it do not. <laughs> I mean, and then you open it up and use some of it. I mean, what is what kind of move is that? Maybe they needed some CBD in their, you know. <laughs> uh, to me, that is, well, one, it's either they refuse to read, so it's a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Or it is a douche move, and it's like, oh, I clearly see that, but I want to test the product anyway. Right. And I'm me, and I'm important. Right. right. And so, because I'm important, I'm going to test this stuff. Yeah. And that, to me, is the epitome of, of being a douche. What but. I love is some people will say, can I at least open it and smell it? And I'll say, absolutely. Just, you know, once you pump it into your hand, then it's not. You, won't. you should own it at that yeah. point. I mean, yeah. that's not fair to the person that wants to buy it next. But I'm happy if, if you just want to open it and smell it. Mm-hmm. But I, that's that's what, like, gets under my skin. I'm just like, dumbass, look. There's a huge thing that says tester. You just gave me an idea for a new business. I'm going to start the two-pump short lotion business. <laughs> Eleven point nine ounces. Yeah, eleven point. It's all like slightly used. Yeah, but I have I have called people out where I've been like, um, excuse me, that's not a tester. I was going to ask you if you've had this happen in the store, and so the answer is yeah. Now it's they haven't broken anything and hidden it, but they they've unintentionally intentionally used the product. Yeah, and I've had to call probably three people out. No, 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 that's not a tester. I'm sorry. Man, you know. all yeah. right. <laughs> so we're gonna do community community patrol at Angie's Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, health and wellness. Phoenix, Phoenix health natural and, wellness. natural yes. wellness. Phoenix. College and flum. College and flum, folks. Big Phoenix CBD. So you need to go visit Angie. So on the triple D, if you've broken something, we are dick douchey, a hybrid mm-hmm. from Angie. Mm-hmm. Straight on dick, for, by Chad, and I'm I'll go with. I can I can work any anything but dumbass. If you break something, you probably broken something because you're a dumbass. But yeah. Yeah. when you hide it, it's the act of it's the second act mm-hmm. of hiding the it. cover up. It's worse the than co- the crime. Yeah. It's worse yeah. than the crime. Kareem Hunt, you should know this. The cover up. Some other people <laughs> should know this. Is <laughs> worse. And they will know this. Is worse than you the know who crime. You are. <laughs> yes, you know who you are. Yeah. Well, Angie, we want to thank Angie for coming on again. Uh, this evening and talking to us about her journey and we're glad you're on a road to recovery and CBD's played a role in that and sharing with us a little knowledge and we know it's kind of a continuing road there so Mm -hmm. really appreciate you sharing thanks to everybody for hanging with us tonight if you've enjoyed tonight's episode go out to the he says she says Casey Facebook page and like follow us if you haven't already Remember, us, remember, you can catch us live on Facebook almost every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central. Also, check out the He Says... I can't speak tonight. <laughs> he Says, She Says... Normally, it's not a tongue twister, but I can do that later. 
Also, check out the He Says, She Says Casey blog. You can also subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment, please, on your favorite podcast platform, such as iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Chad's favorite. Good night, everybody. Take care. 